Want to support the show? How about becoming a Route 16 Grind Patreon today for as little as a buck a month? It's not just a contribution, but an investment that goes directly to the show. Help this podcast to expand and grow. Check out the show notes for the links in our Patreon page. This week on the Route 16 Grind, in the outdoor update, I will share a story of an Idaho man fined $20,000 and banned from hunting in Alaska. We have a special interview with Nikki G. In our Go Adventuring segment, I interview Cheryl from HerJeepLife.com. In the rock, mud, and dirt, I will talk about the Pro Eagle Phoenix CO2 Airjack, and then I'll wrap up the show with a cup of joe. Route 16 Grind, Episode 10. UTV is not the same as J-E-E-P. The Route 16 Grind is sponsored by Sea State Coffee, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, and Route 16 Off-Road. Welcome to the Route 16 Grind, the podcast for outdoor adventurers. Each week, we bring you information related to off-road and outdoor activities. If you wheel, hunt, fish, overland, or are an all-around adventurer, this podcast is for you. Each week, we pour a cup of sea steak coffee and talk about informative topics, the gear, and the training that can help you have a successful outdoor adventure. We have amazing contributors and some great conversation. So, grab your cup and enjoy the show. Here are your hosts, Brian and Chuck. All right, welcome back for another edition, number 10 of the Route 16 Grind. I'm Brian, owner of Route 16 Off-Road, and I'm here with my host. Oh, wait a second. Chuck is out. Chuck is out hunting in Alabama. Well, we wish Chuck luck this week and hoping that we get to share in some venison burgers. I have a great show in store for you. Although Chuck's not here, we are still going to have an outdoor update. The Outdoor Update is brought to you by Tuffy Security Products. Having your vehicle broken into is not a laughing matter. Trust Tuffy Security Products to stop opportunistic thieves. Tuffy is the industry leader in automotive security and provides peace of mind when you walk away from your rig. Durable and easy to install. Tuffy Security Products has adventure-ready consoles, drawers, and lockboxes available for you to organize your rig and secure your gear. Visit TuffyProducts.com and use special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order. Remember to lock it up. Welcome back to the Outdoor Update, the weekly segment where we provide you with the stories, news, and information from the recent going-ons in the outdoor world. An Idaho man was fined $20,000 and ordered never to hunt in the state of Alaska again after illegally guiding bear and moose hunts within the state. On Wednesday, 22 January, U.S. District Court Judge Sharon Gleason ordered Paul Silvis, 52, of Nampa, Idaho, to serve six months of home confinement to be followed by five years of supervised release. In October of 2019, Silvis pleaded guilty to two felony violations of the Lacey Act, the law that bans illegal wildlife trafficking. From 2009 to 2016, Silva's repeatedly violated state and federal law by providing guided hunts in the Nation National Preserve in northwest Alaska. The preserve covers 10,265 square miles and protects the nation's largest unaltered river basin and watershed. 
Silvis was motivated by financial gain, receiving approximately $121,500 by illegally selling and providing guided hunt services. Hunts he guided killed seven brown bears and a moose. Non-resident hunters after brown bears in the Noatok Preserve must contract with licensed big game guides, possess state permits, and buy big game tags. Silvis advertised his unlicensed guiding service under the name of Orion Outfitters. In September of 2013 and September 2014, prosecutors said Silvis guided illegal hunts for other residents of Idaho who did not carry the appropriate big game tags. Silvis transported illegal taking game across the state lines and submitted false business records to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game to conceal illegal take, the prosecutors said. This is very unfortunate. Uh, here's a gentleman that took advantage of probably some hunters who I'm just going to get the benefit of the doubt that may not have known that the, he, what he was uh, selling was illegal. Essentially, he was not a licensed guided uh, service uh, or with his you know name tag of Orion Outfitters. But this just goes to show you, you need to do your own research, make sure everything's on up and up. Uh, the big thing too, and probably as some of you more experienced hunters are saying, well, if they didn't have tags, they shouldn't have been out there. And that's correct. Do the right thing out there. I'm glad that this guy was prosecuted. I'm not sure that he was punished enough, in my opinion, uh, figuring he made $121,000 and some change, and he was only fined twenty, and then he gets to stay in his house like Ant-Man for a little bit. It's just very unfortunate. Um, there's probably more to that story. There's probably some other conditions around that. Whatever the case may be, this is the stuff that gives hunting a bad name. People that are looking to... Uh, take away those opportunities from us who wish to pursue that. These are the things they leverage on, and we don't want to give them that. So think about it. Do your research. Ask an experienced hunter. If you have questions, reach out to the national organizations uh, that you trust. Ask them for some assistance. I wish Chuck was here. I miss his contribution, but I hope I did him proud. We'd like to feature your success in outdoor adventure, so shoot us the pics over to us with a brief story. Route16.com and select contact. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com and select contact. The Red Warren Badge says you're equipped to handle anything, ready to conquer any challenge that may come your way. That badge has stood for off-road excellence for more than 70 years. During that time, we haven't stopped innovating or striving for perfection. Be ready. Be prepared. Go Warren. This week, we have a special interview to start off our interview double feature. This is the man behind the voice you hear calling in each week. That voice is Nikki G. All right, we're here with Nikki G. Nikki G, thank you so much for coming on the show with our special interview here, bud. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. So you're the guy that kind of calls in every week. Hey, why don't you tell everybody you know, who you are and what you're about? Well, I'm, I'm just an average everyday guy, and uh, a lot of people know me from uh, the Jeep Talk Show. I, I call show. in there every week, and uh, it just uh, started as a gag. Uh, way back in the day, Tony and Josh would do a segment talking about the the Walking Dead. They they loved that show, and I just called in and said, "Man, I, I really like hearing about the Walking Dead." And it was kind of half jokingly. And at the same time, some other guy called in complaining about 
them talking about The Walking Dead, and it just kind of worked like a gag. <laughs> so, uh, and I I kind of enjoyed the attention that that I got. So I just started calling in every week just with a little snarky comment. I enjoy them. And it just kind of snowballed into a, a, a weekly segment, and you know, it's a, I, I enjoyed it. And then, like I said, I, I enjoyed the recognition, I guess. <laughs> hey, I I tell you what, I I like you got a full on intro there. Like we're low budget here, man. We we have a telephone ring and stuff. Like you got a full on prom- promo intro and all that stuff. I mean, and I tell you what, man, I love it. And you have taken that and grown with that too because I remember when you would just call in and then now, I mean, you got a little bit of production level stuff going on back there. Yeah, I've I've been trying to learn how to uh work with uh sound audio and uh video editing right you know, so th- th- they're my uh test guineas so to speak <laughs> well they're a great show to do that with what about this other stuff that you got going on obviously you know you and i we wheel together we know each other from not just the phone calls the jeep talk show all that uh, we've also gone out and hit the trail uh what rig you got like once let's still listen is what you drive yeah well i i drive up uh, i have a 96 jeep cherokee that uh, I love. I actually bought it for my older daughter, and she didn't like it. Wrong. She ended up buying a Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, so man. I, I built the Cherokee for, for the trail and loved it. And then uh, my daughter started borrowing it. So I bought her a, a Cherokee. And then uh, my wife needed a vehicle. We were, we were short of vehicles. And I ran across a good deal on another Cherokee. So we're, we're a family of Cherokees now. Oh, man, I love those things. I do. I'm really thinking about getting another one. Man, I don't know if my wife would let me just have another vehicle sitting in the front, but, but I, I love them. I have some many good memories with them. But you also have a project that's kind of going on too, right? You got something going on with the trailer? Yeah. Uh, our uh, 90, I think it was 98, 98 Cherokee was my daughter's. Uh, it got to, a, to an accident and everybody was all right, which is the most important thing. Right. But it left it with the frame kind of bent really bad and it, I don't have the uh, equipment or the know-how to straighten it out. And uh, to take it somewhere, it would cost more than a Jeep was worth. They're, they're in abundance, sort of, so to speak. So I thought instead of trying to fix this one and maybe get it right, maybe not get it right, we decided to scrap it. But I, I, I don't throw anything out. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I decided uh, I, slept in, I slept in my Jeep a couple of times. I thought, man, this... It's not that uncomfortable, but I have all my stuff in it. Right. And so I was thinking about building a teardrop camper anyhow. And then this, I was stuck with a half, with a Jeep, and I decided to cut it in half and try to make a teardrop camper out of it. Yeah, that is a, a great project. I've been following along with that, and uh, it's been pretty interesting. How did you go about the whole cutting it and everything? I mean, did you have to like get a buddy to come over? Did you have some special tools? Like walk us through that because that's not something that some people do every day. Is just hey, I'm going to cut a car in half. Yeah, I just kind of marked it with a sharpie where I thought it would look good and just went at it with a sawzall and about six blades. Nice, nice. Yeah, you now you're at the point now. What what you know? What have you done so far? And then what are you going to do? Well, I've got I've I've got it sealed in. The big hole in the front you're left with. Uh, I've got that sealed in just about, and I'm trying to put a, a covering on it. I I was going to go with fiberglass, but then the uh, 
resin I had start started melting foam. The insulation, so I did a little right? bit of research on the internet, which internet's wonderful, man. It's all this stuff you didn't know before. You just got it at your fingertips. Right. But I decided to go with a thing called poor man's fiberglass, which is just canvas and wood glue. And it's a lot, a lot of this stuff I'm doing on it. I'm doing it for the first time. I watch a couple of videos and close my eyes and just go at it. So did you like when you, you got it from the, the first part, did you put any framing in it before you actually put the, the foam insulation and then the canvas over it with the, or the poor man's fiberglass? So, so what did you do anything besides the structure once you cut it? Uh, I didn't change the structure a- at all to it. And it's, you know, the Jeep, the Jeep is a pr- Cherokee is a pretty solid vehicle. Yes. I figured cutting it in half, it would be kind of wobbly and it would rack side to side, but it's, it's pretty solid. But I, I made some wood frames to cover the, to cover the whole, I kind of went like, if you look at it from the inside, it almost looks like a boat. It's got some wood ribs. Right. And then, like I said, I covered it with a, a sheet of foam insulation because I figured that would be easier to bend than plywood. And that was my first time working with foam, too, and I, I didn't really enjoy it. It was kind of out of my wheelhouse. So uh, understanding, like, what are you looking for as, like, depth of that? If I was open up now, you still have the back of it, obviously. I can open up the hatch of the XJ and I crawl in. Uh, what are you looking for as distance? Are you looking about, you know, five and a half feet, six feet? Like, what's the total length that you're looking at for space? Uh, the the inside cabin length is about seven feet. Okay. And I, I cut it right, uh, right behind the uh, the front the front seat rail, which would probably be about in the middle of the, the front seat. Oh wow! Seat. So you got all the back seat area, all that, and then a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty big. I wanted to be comfortable laying around I'm a, I'm a short guy but i thrash around a lot at night oh i hear you man i like space <laughs> i'm the guy that when i go camping you know, like if if i'm not just doing you know, like a, a hike or something like that i'm taking like a three four man tent just for me like i like space <laughs> so i <Yeah>. get it <laughs> yeah i get it man but that is going to look really good wow far as the actual what are you putting down uh as your if you will flooring uh inside I was just going to throw a sheet of plywood down to kind of make it one level because, you know, after the back seat, it kind of dips down right a little bit. And so I was just going to throw a sheet of plywood in there, make it uh, just one nice flat area and just throw a queen size mattress down in there. You're keeping it simple. I like that. Now, far as the uh, electronics and stuff, what are you thinking about going there? Are you looking at routing your electronics still to the back lights of that trailer for what's you know already in there, or are you putting a whole new setup? Yeah, well, that, that's the good thing about it. It already had the taillights wired up. Right. And uh, I got to figure out, I, I kept all the wiring harnesses running to the back, and oh, yeah. I just got to figure out when I get to that point which wire operates with light and then it, it should be fairly simple to uh to wire in the, the voltmeter is going to be your friend for a while yeah <laughs> <laughs> so when you actually hook up the part for the trailer are you fabricating that yourself the hitch and all that stuff or or is that something where you're gonna go to you know tractor supply buy this piece and then go to this shop and have them you know weld something on for you like what are you going to do as far as the hitch part? Well, uh, I bought 
a, a stick of two by three, I think it was three sixteenths steel, which somebody on, uh, I've been posting it a lot on Instagram. Somebody on Instagram mentioned that that was kind of heavy duty for it, but I figured I'd rather go heavy than, than light. But uh, I bought, bought the steel and I was my trusty Sawzall and a protractor uh-huh. cut, cut it up and, uh, kind of tack welded it together my, my welding skills are horrible i oh, I've never really welded mine, I before but i figured i could pick it up it looks easy oh my goodness but yeah <laughs> no it's my, my welding skills are horrible so i just kind of tacked the uh a-frame for the tongue together uh-huh. and then i took it to a shop to have them to have it professionally welded because i didn't want to pull anything down the road that i welded that is going to look really sharp i i you know now far as the uh the, the windows aside, you keeping it real far as with that, or are you going to change that out, or are you going to do something different? I'm going to keep the windows in it because, uh, you know, you, you need a window in there anyhow, so they're they're in there. Right. Uh, the uh, and far as like the roof rack, you know, that's that's pretty cool to have too. Are you going to you know reinforce that, or are you going to just keep it? Or it, probably some of it's gone, I would imagine. But are you kind of looking at like a roof rack? Cause you kayak too, right? Yeah. This uh, this one this is the only Cherokee I've ever seen that didn't come with the roof rails on it or what? roof rack whatsoever. That's so, crazy. Uh, later on down the road, we're gonna I'm gonna put a roof rack on it, and uh, I'll have to do the gutter mounts on it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that I tell you that project looks really cool. Other than the fact that hey, this is something that I could repurpose. What's the big motivator down the road for using this? I just like to do a camping on, I'm, I'm getting kind of old and worn out and tent camping. It seems like whenever I pull the tent out, clouds come by and it just pours rain. <laughs> it's and, been uh, like that a few times for sure. Yes, I'm, I'm lazy. And I, I think just being able to just unhitch a camper and have your housing already set up is, is a lot easier for me. Yeah. Are you now, are you going to be going to, putting anything in there besides like your bedding are you looking at like maybe shelving a small kitchenette something that pops out any special accessories that you got think you're thinking about doing yeah i'm not gonna put a a kitchenette or anything in it uh because you know cooking outside just so much better i think so and uh any anytime you cook in your camper and your camper smells like onions and stuff but uh electricity i've been thinking about just wiring a a solar panel with some LED lights and I think maybe a radio or something. Uh, I just wanted to keep it simple. I don't really need a whole lot of comfort features, so to speak. Right. Well, they have those, uh, like those power units now. What I mean, you know, and then again, this is your project. I'm going to tell you how you do your project, but like those little power units, you can put some USB ports inside there. You can have one of these power packs that the solar panels help keep charged. And then you just right there, you're laying down and you're like, oh, I need to charge my electronic device, plug it right in. Uh, that was one cool thing, like listen to Dan Greck. I mean, I know you listened to the same interview you had on the Jeep Talk show as well and going in, but he had some really good ideas uh, through his old journey. Is anybody kind of like you've referenced as far as helping you along with this project? Uh, not really. I did a collection of uh, YouTube videos from various people that have uh, built teardrop campers and stuff I've, I've looked at. 
And uh, th- those people are pretty serious in camping. I just want someplace dry and warm to sleep. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and this is not a dig on uh, all the s- super serious overlanders, but for me too, I, I, you know, I like a little bit more basic if I do use the vehicle. Um, I'm just not big into putting an extra 200 pounds of stuff. I, I try and keep that because, you know, it's just more stuff for me to lose and it, get, it gets expensive at some point too. And then you got to think about, do I do it enough to justify that? Hopefully my wife doesn't hear this uh, podcast because she, I got a couple hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. So where can people follow you? Where, where can we continue to follow this journey? I mean, obviously I watch it, but uh, tell us where all your social media is and where people can kind of learn that and reach out to you. If they're, I would hope that someone's being inspired for this project as well and understand that, hey, man, you can repurpose these things and great opportunity here. I'm glad to see you're taking it on. And I wouldn't call you lazy, Nikki G. That's a, quite a challenge. But where can they, where can they find you at? <laughs> my, my wife would differ with you about the lazy part. <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Jeep and Nick. And uh, I'm also on Twitter. And I, I used to do the Facebook thing, but my uh, my mom started friended me on Facebook and started hassling me about stuff I'm doing. So I don't do Facebook too much <laughs> anymore. But uh, I've, I've got a YouTube channel called uh, Nick G, where I, I've been uh, filming a lot of this. And I just posted last night the first video of uh, me pulling the engine out and pulling the Jeep apart. Oh, sweet. And, yeah. Uh, cutting it in half. And uh, I say I, I just set my camera a GoPro up on a tripod because I really wasn't sure if I was going to post this or not. I, I really thought I was going to get in over my head and just kind of haul it to the scrapyard. But now that it's come along, I'm going to start releasing some videos. So the first few video qualities is not going to be that good. But after uh, a few weeks into it, I started really focusing on videoing and explaining what I'm doing. But yeah, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, follow my YouTube channel. And how would they spell that? It's, uh, oh gosh, it's J-E-E-P-I-N-N-I-C-K. All right, great. And we'll have stuff in the show notes as well, so you'll see it. Hey, man, thank you so much. Really enjoy your calls. Uh, you got to keep doing those because they're just perfect. And I told I told Tony that, uh, hey, hey, man, you know, you, Nikki might be serving you his two weeks notice. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I doubt that. No, there's, a, there's, there's enough Nikki G to go around. There is, man. And they have been so helpful for this project as well. And no different than you're talking about. You just get better as you do it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, man. And we'll be talking to you. All right. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the work you guys do. It's, it's a pretty interesting podcast. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right. I'll catch you later, man. Imagine walking back to your vehicle in the parking lot and seeing glass on the ground with your door wide open. Your stomach drops and your world is turned upside down. Don't become a victim of opportunistic thieves. Be proactive and install a Tuffy. Since 1989, Tuffy Security Products has been the key to locking it up. Tuffy has adventure-ready consoles, drawers, and lockboxes available for your rig. With universal and vehicle-specific options, has something for what you drive. Organize your rig and secure your gear by visiting TuffyProducts.com today. And special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order. That's G-R-I-N-D in the special offer code box when you go to checkout at TuffyProducts.com. Go Adventure! 
This week, in our Go Adventure segment, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Cheryl from HerCheapLife.com, who loves to hit challenging trails and take overlanding journeys. She is an I-can-do-it type of lady who is working hard to inspire women with the message that they can do it too. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here for the Go Adventuring segment of our show. I got Cheryl from HerJeepLife.com. Thank you for coming here. I know we talked about it a couple of times, and she was initially a little bit nervous, but here she is. Cheryl, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Yes, first I'd like to say thank you, Brian, for having me here and giving me the, uh, giving me the opportunity to share the Her Jeep Life story. Oh, we're excited to hear yes. about it. So first, a little bit about myself and where I came from in the Jeep life. I It all started when I was a little girl. Uh, I think it, Jeeping was in my blood because my dad owned two CJs, a CJ5 and a CJ7, and used to take us ball hauling is what we called it in New right. Jersey, in the Pine Barrens. And uh, I remember one time we got stuck in a mud hole while off-roading alone. Yep, I've done it. You've done it. I've done we it. We don't yes. do that. We don't do it anymore. <laughs> but yes, lesson learned. Um, I was actually scared uh, as a very young young girl that I will be spending the night in that mud hole. So, <laughs> but um, obviously, he, he got us out. Someone recovered us, and we got out. Um, so I think that's where it comes from in my blood. But about six years ago, six, seven years ago, I just started noticing... Not stock Jeeps, but the built Jeeps on, right. on the roads. Whenever we're out driving and I'd see a built-up Jeep, I'm like, oh, my gosh, look how awesome that looks. And I would even say, Jeep, Jeep. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, my partner, Abby, uh, and I decided to take our two vehicles. And this is while I was stationed overseas. I was home on leave or something. Uh, we traded both of our vehicles here in Fayetteville at the uh, Hendrick dealership and uh, got... My first Jeep, a 2015, at the time it was our Jeep, because right. it was a one-vehicle uh, household at the time, uh, but got a 2015 Jeep Wrangler Willys Wheeler Edition. And I think what, what attracted me to it was the, the slightly larger tires it came with and the black wheels. Yeah, the wheels look nice on the Willys. It did, They do. It looked yes. pretty good. I don't have them anymore. But, uh, so we did that, and I think the next day... I say it's a 2015, I bought it in 2014. The next day, I took it in and upgraded the front and rear bumpers and installed a worn winch and a roof rack for the kayaks because we are outdoorsy, right. adventurous uh, ladies. At the, at the time, I rushed into things on building the Jeep because I, I probably didn't know better mm -hmm. at the time. And when I picked out the bumpers, it was from the catalog. I'm like, yeah, sure, that should look good. And, and not knowing the function of that bumper. Right. And I'll tell you, I was lucky that I picked out the right bumpers at the time without educating myself first because they, uh, I love them. I love them. Right. So, and I think that's kind of common, though. Uh, yeah. You know, even when I put my first winch on route originally, it was only an AK winch. It was a worn winch. And obviously, you need a 9,500-pound one or more for a guy with a four-door. It worked, but right, it really right. isn't the best. And I, now I got an awesome one. I, I did the same thing. I I picked out an 8,000-pound worn winch, not even knowing what the pounds mean or right. what size is appropriate for what vehicles. The guideline is to double the weight of your vehicle and at least get that amount. Now I know. Mm -hmm. And for a two-door, yes, the, eight, the 8K worn winch is 
works for it. It works right. for it's fine. That's not what I have on my four door. I went bigger, of course. Right. So, but now I know, and that's the the part of living the the Jeep life is is learning. It is, and you're doing something great, and would love to hear about herjeeplife.com, what you guys are doing here, because that's one of the big things you're trying to re- reach out to. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Right. So her Jeep life was designed originally by my partner in December of 2017 as a surprise to me because I was in the middle of transitioning from active duty army to retirement. And as a lot of veterans go through, I was in a depressed slump and not knowing what to do with myself. She helped me with that and knew how passionate I was about Jeeps. Um, So that was a pleasant surprise. And since then, the website has become a Facebook page and Instagram page. And we do occasional blogs and and, and whatnot where I want, where Her Jeep Life is to be a resource for information and education. Love that. Information, education. Information, education. And it's geared towards, now it's geared towards the Jeep Adventurista. Mm -hmm. Women who like to go outside and play, whether that's off-roading, camping, hiking, overlanding. I am an overlander uh, also. Um, so, and a camper and an off-roader and a hiker when I can. Um, so just and just using your Jeep to get you to those places and enjoy the outdoors and using your Jeep as a, as a tool. Now, and one cool thing about Cheryl, she doesn't just have one Jeep. She actually has two. Why don't you tell us a little about that one? Yeah, so a lot of people... A lot of people uh, take time to build their Jeeps, and and we all know you're never done building never. your Jeep. So it may be done at the moment, but something else always comes up. Uh, so I wasn't done collecting Jeeps. Uh, in 2018, I purchased the new JLU Rubicon, and this one's a four-door. I don't know if I mentioned that my Willis uh, 2015 is a two-door and I took that overlanding in 2018, Tiny. and it worked well for just me. Yes, right. it's tight on space. It worked well for just me, but if I were to bring my dog or a passenger, uh, whether it be family or, or friends or veterans, uh, I think a four-door would be more suitable for overlanding. Right. So I did pick up a four-door uh, mojito-colored JLU Rubicon, which has become known as the Grinch. Which is funny because it took me three years to name Mischief, Mischief, the right. the, the Willies, which is a play on word because a play on words because I was a, a warrant officer in the military, a, a chief. Um, uh, but it only took me about two or three months to name the Grinch. That's funny because, <laughs> like, I when I bought my last Jeep, which route, which I still drive today, I didn't even name that Jeep until I actually started my brand. So it's so funny because I, I get it. You're just like, ah, I don't know. But it, I think what it is, is it has to be something personal. Yes. And, and when you know, you know you kind know, of thing. Exactly. Or someone else names it. Right. But <laughs> so, usually it's yeah. earned when someone yes. else names it. It's earned on the trails. Right. So I'm not going online and asking people to help name my Jeep. It usually right. has meaning uh, to something in your life or something that your Jeep right. has been through. So. Yes, I, I agree with that. So Abby has helped also with her Jeep life, and she came up with design, right, for your logo? Right. She created she created the website, and then uh, recently in August, we decided to make her Jeep life a business and a brand. And the we, we do sell T-shirts and hoodies and uh, and accessories, um, and but we design 
our own t-shirts. Right. All of the designs that you see on herdeeplife.com are hand-drawn, hand-designed. That is awesome. By Abby. She's super talented. I outsourced. Talented. <laughs> yes, I, I, exactly. It's what makes it so much more meaningful to mm-hmm. me that Her Jeep Life is designed by Her Jeep Life. It is cool logo, y'all. Uh, so, yes, this the first design, uh, which is pretty much our logo, is the back of, uh, is the back of Mischief. It's a picture of the back of Mischief, just modified in uh, in the graphic design program a little bit with a retro sunset uh, background. And it looks like the Jeep is driving into the sunset like you're going somewhere. Um, and it says her Jeep life at the top, but the way it is designed, her, the word her is real big. And then Jeep is stacked on top of life, smaller next to her. So it kind of reads her Jeep, her life, which is part of the women. Empowerment. Very creative. Yes, Very sir. creative. So uh, far as uh, some of the content itself that you put on the, the web page, I, I go there uh, and uh, I do check some stuff out. I saw some of the uh, the pulley stuff. We had a very detailed conversation on tires one time. <laughs> uh, when she says she does her research, she does. And uh, I'm very impressed with that because the details do matter as much as it may not necessarily interest you, but it's about making the right decision. And like you talked about your very first experience, you really didn't feel comfortable with the resources out there in the sense that you didn't know. You didn't know, hey, what's the right one? It it would be really good for people that can go to that site, not just women either. Uh, men too, you can go to this site and kind of look at some things and help yourself get a better understanding of the capability of your your your, uh, your rig, uh, the options that you have, and if you need a new product of some sort, maybe be educated by that too. Because you guys are just starting out now, right? Right. With that angle, I like to uh, educate. Since I made decisions not being educated first, I actually enjoy reading and researching about uh, Jeeps, Jeeps performance, Jeeps parts, and and all that stuff that's important when making a decision when you're buying something aftermarket or an upgrade to your to your it can be challenging it is i get a lot of questions people get you get a lot of questions but a lot of the answers are opinion based on on what's the best lift kit what's the best lift kit what's the the best best tires tires? i want to get tires what new tires should i get well i have these tires you should get them they've been awesome and you shouldn't go that route. Right. Okay. You should research what that product is designed to do. Are you a daily driver and that cheap lift kit is going to work for you? Or are you a serious off-roader and maybe you should find something uh, that's a little more quality that will Yeah, that's a good point. Your, your purpose. What is your right. purpose? Your what purpose. are your activities? Because, again, you're also talking about the adventure. Are you looking to pursue overlanding? You need something enduring, low maintenance. So there's a lot of factors in there that go into it. And you're providing a great resource for people to go to, specifically women, to go to and research and get educated and actually reach out to you as well. The other part is also to build confidence in being able to do self-maintenance on your vehicle. Instead of just paying some dude at a shop to do it for you, you are capable of performing self-service maintenance, basic basic services right. on your vehicle, like an oil change. I swear the Jeep Wrangler is probably one of the easiest vehicles you can do an oil change on. And one of my other uh, recommendations is to 
replace your oil drain plug with the drain valve. Like, oh man, you know how hard it is to get that drain plug off sometimes? The shops will tighten it up too tight and I can't get it off. And well, you know what? You'll never have to remove it again. <laughs> you know, you just right. a, a drain valve. I put those on all my vehicles. Right. I swear, I do my own oil changes. It saves time and, and you can do it real fast. And there, I there think I keep go. mine like busting out my power tank every now and then. <laughs> power tools. So. Well, I, didn't have, I didn't have power tools. Yeah, there so you I go. didn't get power tools until recently. Very recently, I got my first impact wrench it's different so isn't before it? this impact wrench yes now i can take my tires off with ease if i i need to i, I bought my first jack stands and a bottle jack because i got tired of using right. scissor scissor jack um that those are other topics i i had plans to write about uh, what you mentioned earlier are probably educational vehicles uh, educational videos that i've seen on youtube or whatnot that i share for educational purposes uh -huh. but i also want to uh, I have a lot of more topics in mind to write more blogs to help educate people because I hear this a lot too. Hey, I just got a three inch lift. What jack do I need to get if I need to change my tire? Right. And you know what? Your scissor jack still works on your lift. Did you know that? Uh, it lift, doesn't look a, cool though. A lift, a lift doesn't, a lift doesn't raise your axles. Right. And your your jack is used on the axles. So if you have 35-inch tires, your scissor jack will still work. If you want to put your money towards something else instead of an $80, $100 high-lift jack. Um, and that's the other thing that gets me is people recommending a high-lift jack. Never been educated on it. Don't know how to use it. It's a very dangerous right. weapon. <laughs> if, right. You need training with that. And, and refresher training. Yes. yes absolutely. I That's what I like about the Pro Eagle. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Jack. Mm -hmm. So the Pro Eagle, it, it, is a, it was a 2017 off-road product a year for the SEMA show. And it is basically a two-ton jack with four wheels, two like big wheels. And you can just move it along. Now, it is a little pricey. It's you're looking... Yeah, it's a floor, oh, it looks like a floor jack, but it has yeah. big tires on it. And I've used it out in Yawari, where we commonly wheel. Uh, oh, wow. Used it out in a swampy area when sure. I was wheeling with some other folks. In fact, Gina, uh, and it was out there. So that is one. But it's also everyone knows how to use a floor jack. Yes. Not everyone knows how Pretty to much. use a high lift. And sometimes you might be occupied with other things. You have the resources, and you can hand something off. Or you're the person with the most experience. It's easy to say, hey, you go lift, I'll go do this. So it's about looking at all those things yes. uh, with your, because hopefully you don't wheel alone and you're looking, if someone actually goes down, like tire valves, probably one of the easiest ones. Hey, who's got a tire valve? Everyone gets together. We we help out, put it in. So it's about the community itself helping there on the trail, getting someone back and all that. Right. So that's why I chose a bottle jack. One, it's yeah, cheap and I have affordable, a that, yeah. right? It's affordable, but it's also portable. So instead of taking up all the space in the back of my vehicle, I like, I like them. There's one in route for sure. Oh, yeah. It's all about having a little bit of redundancy for those key items. So with herjeeplife.com, what's the what's the what's the goal? What's the hey, the long my what am I looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, goals, my goals. Yeah. Life goals. Uh, there's uh, one in particular that's very important to me. You probably know that starting a small business is very difficult. Okay, it's, right. It's very difficult. Um, I'm struggling to get the the brand out there and whatnot. But I'm seeking to get her Jeep Life to be successful enough where I can give back to my community, especially the veteran community, more than I'm able to now. Right. That is my 
my goal and primary purpose of wanting to grow her Jeep life. And I will say, like, uh, Cheryl and Abby are, are very um, active in this community out here. When there's a cause, when there's somebody in need, if there's a last-minute notice, they are out there. And a lot of times we'll see the Grinch out there. Um, that, it's a beautiful vehicle. It really is. Uh, but they are very active. They are, they're, they're, their hearts are in this business. They are, their hearts are within the community. And I, it's, I'm so, um, uh, grateful that I've met you out on the trail and it's kind of, I've, you know, we've probably known each other a couple of years now, uh, off and on, depending on what event. And it's been great seeing this progress, uh, and now sitting here and, and talking about this. It's great. I'm so proud of you. Yes. Thank you very much. I think before we've talked about choosing right products, right? How to mm-hmm. choose products and how to choose tires, how to choose bumpers and yep. Because you asked me about the bumper I had installed on on the Grinch. And I told you that when it came to building Mischief, I rushed it. I just was in a hurry. I want it to look good. I want to build it up. But when I was building Mischief, it was for performance and functionality and not for aesthetics. Pretty much, you see you see my black Jeep is, is pretty much plain. It's it's not I like it. I love it. So yeah. it does great off roading. So that's over time I, I educated myself about the control arms from track bars and, and whatnot. Um I picked out the, the bumpers from a catalog and like I said, not knowing what the function of these bumpers were from full width, mid width, stubby, right. um how it's gonna hold your your winch or the toe points and all that good stuff. So right. I paid a shop to install that stuff and I'm thankful that I had made the right decision. It turned out it, it was the proper, I guess proper, I could say proper uh, bumpers to meet the needs of, of mischief and what right. I use it for. So when it came to the Grinch, I, it took me probably over a year to pick out a front bumper, right? I was very particular about what I wanted. Unlike the, the willies, I wanted a stubby bumper this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, stubby bumper, even though I wasn't a fan of them previously, I don't I don't know why I changed my mind. It looks good on route, maybe. It, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted a stubby bumper, no bull bar, and a recessed winch. Those were uh, recessed winch plate. Those were my three right. three things I was looking for in a bumper, and that was really hard to find. Um, the recessed Winch plate is is kind of difficult to find. Yeah, that's the hard but, one right there. Right, yeah. the combination of the three that was difficult to find, and I did find one, but the bumper was one hundred ninety dollars. And when it comes to bumpers, my safety and security uh, in the vehicle and my passengers is very important. Mm-hmm. So I want a bumper of great quality so that the bumper doesn't peel like a tin can when it comes to using the winch using the toe points, or even if by chance I, I get in an accident. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. Some things I can go a little cheaper, like my roof rack on the Grinch. It's EAG brand. You know, I didn't have it. It, it costs some money, but I could have gone much bigger on, oh. on that. But you know what? It, 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 it does its job. It does its job. It's up there. It's not rusting. And I'm very happy with it. But would I get an EAG bumper? No. And I think you bring a good point at finding the balance between your budget and the purpose of the product. And, you know, some things you can skimp on. Hey, you know what? I just need some bright lights. 
whatever. If they're good for a year or two, I'm fine with that. Okay, maybe you can buy those $100, $120 lights, whatever. But if you are probably doing overlanding and you're going to be on long trips or you do long trips, you may want to invest in something that is going to be more enduring, uh, more high grade, a better warranty, etc. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of things. So it's not just about the lift kit, the tires. It's all the components that you're looking at in the vehicle because they all provide a purpose. Right. So where can people find you as far as your, your website, your social media, all that? Okay, sure. So um, the website is herjeeplife.com. We are currently in the process of transitioning from an old website to a new one. The new one is up and running. It only has a few blog posts at the moment as the transfer of the blogs from the old website to the new is a tedious uh, process. Uh, but there are a couple on there. And there's also uh, a whole bunch of t-shirt designs and hoodies. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Her Jeep Life. Uh, just look those up on Facebook and Instagram, you'll find it. Her Jeep Life uh, has a public page that anyone could jump onto and support and follow. And then there's also a Her Jeep Life private group that's closed off so that that could just be for women. Right. So women will have a comfortable place, a comfortable place to go to if they need to ask questions without being criticized. Or Nobody's being on social media. What are you talking about? <laughs> or feeling intimidated um, by... The social media experts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it, uh, <laughs> yes. very interesting when you deal with that. Yes. But that's awesome. I, I Like I said, I, I'm really proud of you. I can't you. wait to see this journey. Please share your stuff with us. We're more happy to put it out in our outlets as well. And I will tell you all, uh, Cheryl and Abby are out and about. A good chance if you go to some of these events, you might see. A good chance you'll see the Grinch. We'll put some images in the blog and show notes so you can see what that looks like. It's pretty awesome. If you see them, say hi, go shake the hand, and go learn about them. If you ever want to know where we are or what events we're attending, just follow us on Facebook at Her Jeep Life or go to HerJeepLife.com. All right. Thank you so much, Cheryl. I appreciate your time. And you know what? We're going to check on Cheryl a little bit. We're going to bring her back, y'all. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I just want to say I, I love the show, and I really like that you uh, are having some really, really cool guests on the show now. All right, not that the guests before weren't cool. They're cool, but not as cool as some of them. All right, keep up the good work. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye. One can only wonder which guest Nikki G is talking about. <laughs> keep calling, Nikki. Really appreciate it, brother. And again, good luck with that project. Keep us posted. Want to be on the show? Maybe share with us some interesting hunting, fishing, overlanding, wheeling, or adventuring news? Then give us a call at the Route 16 Grind Hotline at 919-694-3356. And maybe you will be on our next show. In the Rock, Mud and Dirt is brought to you by Warren Industries. At Warren, we pour our effort and our thirst for adventure into every product we make. You better believe American pride runs deep here in Clackamas, Oregon. Here, a small army of engineers, technicians, machinists, and assemblers design and refine Warren products, bringing them as close to perfection as possible. Their work is backed up by legendary quality control that doesn't just stand up to rigid worn standards. It lives up to the toughest demands of the world's top vehicle manufacturers and military suppliers. How do we know? 
because they've partnered with Warren for decades. This quest for peerless reliability, this Warren difference, will be around as long as Warren Industries is in business, at least another 70 years. Go prepared, go Warren. Welcome to the Rock, Mud, and Dirt. This is where I share with you places, brands, and products from the off-road world. This week, I'm going to cover Pro Eagle Phoenix CO2 Air Jack. This is a new lightweight portable CO2 operated jack that is made specifically to carry on UTVs and other lightweight off-road vehicles. It utilizes 20-25 gram CO2 canisters to operate and comes with four cartridges. It is supplied with a bag to carry the jack and accessories. Brushed stainless steel construction makes it look great and will last many, many years. Made with durable stainless steel and precision aluminum construction, the compact design makes mounting the Phoenix CO2 air jack to a roll cage pretty easy. It is capable of adjustable lift at its over 2 inches in height, utilizing a simple and intuitive CO2 regulator controller. What does it weigh, you might ask? Less than 6 pounds. 5.6 pounds to be exact. Optional accessories include a roll bar mount kit, an extra large base, and a flat lift pad. If you want to check out the Phoenix CO2 air jack, then just go to ProEagle.com. And remember, this is a UTV jack. If you are looking for something for your rig, you might want to check out what we roll with. The Beast 2-ton off-road jack, or if you need a 3-ton off-road jack, the Kratos might be the one for you. Again, to check these products out, just go to ProEagle.com. And if you're looking to pick one up or any of the ProEagle products, then hit us up at Route16 at gmail.com. That's R-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X at gmail.com. Route16 is an authorized ProEagle dealer. Since 1989, Tuffy Security Products has been the industry leader in automotive security. Tuffy has a variety of vehicle-specific consoles, drawers, and lockboxes. Tuffy Manufacturers Adventure Ready Organization and Security for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Visit TuffyProducts.com and use special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order. The Cup of Joe segment is brought to you by C-State Coffee. Have you ever actually drank good coffee? Stop wasting your money on old, stale coffee from the store and make the switch to C-State Coffee. C-State Coffee is a United States Marine Corps veteran-owned and operated roastery selling premium coffee that's roasted on order and delivered fresh to you. Order your coffee today at www.cstatecoffee.com. Well, I don't think that was too bad, you know, minus Chuck. I uh, really do miss his contribution. Every time he's on the show, I learn something. And I do miss sharing a cup of Joe with my buddy Chuck. But I do hope he's having some luck out there. I did see a venison burger in a tree stand. So let's see what he comes back with next week. And I hope it's good news. We had a couple of great interviews uh, this week. I really appreciate Cheryl for her JeepLife.com, making the time to do an interview. It was a great story to share. She's definitely out there. Reach out to her. If uh, you're a gal that really is looking for some guidance, maybe thinking about jumping into the off-road area, looking at maybe doing an overland trip, or in general, just looking for someone to kind of guide them on whatever journey they're looking at, hopefully an outdoor journey then Cheryl will be a good person to reach out to. Uh, Her and Abby do some amazing things with that brand. They do a lot of community service, and it is a joy just to know them both. Nick G., you crazy dude. (laughs) And I mean that with love, Nicky G. Yeah, thank you so much for giving us an interview. And you all get to see a different side of Nicky G., something unique. Uh, If you listen to the Jeep Talk Show, which I hope you do, it's a great podcast, 
Uh, you know, Nikki G calls in every week, like we talked about, but it's really cool to see him in a different light. Uh, fortunately, I've wheeled with him a few times, and we have some great conversations. There's more to Nikki G than just phone calls, people. And go to his YouTube channel, follow him, follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's on Instagram as well. Check that is an amazing thing that he's doing with that XJ. I think that's pretty cool. Me personally, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't take that on. Uh, that is not a lazy man task as much as you want to say he's a lazy guy. Uh, not an easy job. And to be taking that on, uh, I tell you what, I'm going to learn something from it. And, you know, maybe something bigger will come out of it. I hope so. One thing I want to take a moment now to thank our sponsors. We're on episode 10. And to us, it feels like an episode 100. It has just been a positive experience for me personally. It's been great working with Chuck on this wonderful project we call the Route 16 Grind. And hopefully it's offering y'all some, but this would not be possible without a great brand like Warren, a great brand like Tuffy, and a wonderful veteran-owned company, C-State Coffee. Please support them. Go out, look at their products. With Warren and Tuffy, if you're looking at getting something from them, hit us up. We're more than happy to provide you a Route 16 quote, and hopefully we give you the best price that's out there in the market. Also, if you order directly from Tuffy, you can use a special offer code GRIND, G-R-I-N-D, and you'll get 10% off on your order. People and brands, we're always going to celebrate that here. It's something we started last year with Route 16, and really that is what helped build that, that idea of the Route 16 grind. If you're someone that is out there that is looking to bring people together, for a positive experience, specifically outdoors, then hit us up. We'd love to hear your story. So I met the Uptree guys just on like social media. We were chatting for a little bit. Uh, they sent me a picture of their, you know, goose or geese hunt, duck hunt, whatever they're doing. They hunt everything out there. But it was something flying. It was a bird. And there was a bunch of birds behind them. And they sent me the picture. And I was like, man, you got a picture of this bird. And you got a bunch of birds behind you. They were decoys. <laughs> obviously I'm not a duck hunter. So we just started talking and right now I'm honestly considering going out to Colorado, linking up with these guys, doing some fishing, some, maybe some downtown fishing with them, which I think is awesome and going out and doing some hunting, uh, hunting some game out there. Now, Colorado, they, they are not as kind as some other States when it comes to out of state tags I uh, wrote the state there, kind of figured that out. And man, I had a little bit of sad face going on there. But you know what state is pretty awesome? Especially veterans. Listen to me. If you are a veteran and you have a disability rating, you might want to go check out the state of Idaho, especially if you're looking to do an elk hunt. Very affordable tags. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the podcast because the, some other hunters might be disgruntled about just how good that darn tag is for veterans, especially those uh, with a disability rating. Check it out. It's something that I'm doing, and maybe the Uptree guys will hook a brother up because I ain't never hunt no elk. Um, I would be lost in the sauce out there. I'd be probably doing a lot of hiking and be very tired and very hungry hunter. 
So just like we're talking about the initial theme, do your research. If you guys are looking to go out hunting, do the research. Make sure you're always in the right. Make sure you know the rules. Um, Not every county is the same. Like here in North Carolina, there's places, some counties where, no kidding, you could stand on the road and shoot a deer. In other counties, no, that's just not the case. And again, for the more experienced hunters out there, me, I'm just, you know, coming back into it, a born again hunter. So there, it's essentially Chuck is right. I'm, I'm very much a new hunter all over again. Um, you need to do the research and understand where you're at. And if you remember the story I shared a few episodes ago about hunting on a game land, that's one of the biggest reasons I didn't take that shot. I didn't do all my research. I wasn't sure what the exact uh, regulation was in regards to the road and the distance and visibility and all that. And you need to check that out. So prepare yourself when you go on a hunt. That means do your research on what you can and can't do, if you will call it, the rules of the road. And that ensures you will have a safe and successful hunt. On top of it, if you're mentoring a young hunter, a new hunter, it's a good thing to do that you're showing the right thing. All right? So y'all be safe out there. We'll have Chuck back next week. I'm looking forward to it because this is not the easy. All those podcasters that do this every week and they just talk to themselves looking at a screen in their show notes, it's just not the same, man. It's so much better when you have uh, a fellow host that you can engage with, you can learn from, and you can just enjoy the whole, the full experience of doing uh, this podcast. So make sure to join us next week for episode 11, the double one of the Route 16 Grind. Now, if you want to follow us, that would be awesome. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even Pinterest. Just look up Route 16, R-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X. Or just go to Route16.com and you can find our social media there as well. What would be awesome, truly awesome, like really, really awesome, You go to Apple Podcasts, you go to Stitcher, and you leave us a five-star review. That would be cool. Would love that. We haven't had a review in a while. If you like the show, let us know. If there's something that you want to hear, let us know. If there's something you think we can improve on, let us know. Because as much as we love doing this show, the primary reason we do it is we do it for you, our listeners. Thanks for listening to the Route 16 Grind. We want to thank our amazing sponsors, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, Sea State Coffee, and Route 16 Off-Road for their support. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and more. Just look for Route 16. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X. Or just go to Route16.com. Until next week, plan smart, be safe, and as always, be prepared. Let's get the Idaho out of here.